Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Join more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. It's the best. Good way to start out our four-question Friday here, courtesy of our friends at the Pat McAfee Show. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff. And it's four-question Friday where we pose four random questions, sometimes not so random in today's case, Oh, about the Minnesota Vikings. And four-question Friday is powered by our friends at Corona Hard Seltzer. Declan Goff headed into the weekend, getting thirsty. My favorite time. Of the week, Friday, four-question Friday, wrapping things up, on my way to go grab a 12-er of Corona Hard Seltzer, crack open a mango maybe today with this 40-degree weather we got going on, open yeah. up a window. Summertime is here. Think about all the uh, all, all the great reckless speculation we can get into, because Corona Hard Seltzer is the only hard seltzer made for pure beach vibes and reckless speculation, with a refreshing splash of fruit flavors, such as tropical lime, mango, cherry, and blackberry lime. Corona Hard Seltzer is a tasty spike sparkling water with a splash of natural fruit flavor. That allows you to enjoy the moment. In each can, Corona Hard Seltzer has zero carbs, zero sugar, 90 calories, and is gluten-free. Relax responsibly. Corona Hard Seltzer spikes sparkling water with natural flavors imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. All right, Judd floated this one here. This is question number one here. I think our friend Jeremy Fowler, former Vikings beat writer, is the one that wrote this up on ESPN.com. Yeah, you're correct. Representatives for Baltimore Ravens offensive tackle Orlando Brown Jr. have started exploring trade possibilities as he eyes full-time roles at left tackle, a source told ESPN on Thursday. The Ravens are aware of those plans, the source said, as they value the three-year starter and pro bowler but are open to discussions about his future. Baltimore drafted Brown in 2018 to play right tackle opposite Ronnie Stanley, who signed a five-year, almost $100 million deal in uh, an extension in October. When Stanley suffered a fractured and dislocated ankle in week eight, Brown acquitted himself very well at left tackle over the final 10 regular season and playoff games, posting a solid 76.4 PFF grade on his way to a second consecutive Pro Bowl. Brown made his feelings clear late September with a simple tweet, quote, I am a all caps left tackle. Orlando Brown Jr. has one year left on his contract, and then he becomes a free agent after this next season. His base salary, or I should just, I'll go with his cap hit. His cap hit is $3.6 million. 
His base is 3.3. Riley Reef, I think his cap hit is like $14 million or something if you were to just go into the season with him. Yep. So they got to restructure at some point. If he'll do it. Are you making the call if you're Rick? I'm making the, well, I'm making two calls here. I'm making not one but two calls. Number one is I'm calling Reef's agent, and I'm saying after we completely screwed your client uh, before week one of last season, will he restructure? Because you know what? Riley Reef had a nice year, and if I can bring him back on a reasonable restructure, I probably do that. He knows my system. He has he took the pay cut last time and had what I consider to be a really nice year. I might be told buzz off, and it wouldn't be the words buzz off. Um, that Reef is going to now hit the open market if you don't want to pay him what he's supposed to get from you, become a free agent, blah, blah, blah. If that's the case, my next call is to the Ravens to see what type of deal I might be able to swing for a left tackle who I would like, who I could possibly, after uh, seeing for a year play, give me a look at a potential long-term solution at left tackle that would allow me to leave Ezra Cleveland at right guard. So the question then becomes, what does Baltimore want? And if I can trade, I don't know, let's say a draft pick. Well, but that's or the I can problem. work out a deal, but I don't have a second-round pick because second I traded Second-round pick that seems kind of perfect here, right? In the you, Ngakwe, you don't have yes, one. yes. And I, uh, I will tell you this right now. I am, I am hesitant to even consider, and I probably would not, trading the 14th pick here. That seems aggressive. So, all right. I'm highly interested here because he's younger. He's in his mid 20s I don't even think he's 25 yet. He's in his mid 20s. He has a chance to be now. He's going to be up for a big contract because if if he especially if he plays left tackle well in this contract year, he is 24. He'll turn 25 on May 2nd. But but if you restructured Riley Reef, he's still going to want quite a bit of money because Riley Reef could stare you down and say, "Just cut me. I'd rather hit the market yep. and, and go get what I think is, you know." Uh, appropriate value for my services. Absolutely. But he's like 31, 32 years old and probably pretty close to the age cliff. If, if, if he's not hovering right over it, I would be really careful with a guy who might've had a career season at that age, at that position, at that weight. So I'm very interested in Orlando Brown jr. I don't think I would trade a first round pick for him. Cause he's only had the 10 games at left tackle. Yeah. But could you, could you get away with like a, a third and something else? So one of your third round picks and then a later pick or a, or a pick next year and you bring him in and his cap hit would be way lower for 2021 than Riley Reeves. And then you could work out a long term extension where you push money into future years. Here's the biggest potential cognitive dissonance for Mike Zimmer. OK, mm, good word. Riley Reef fits very well into the zone blocking scheme. He's not a huge left tackle, right? He's a good pass blocker. But he's like he's like 305, 310 pounds, somewhere in there. That's what his listed weight is. Mm-hmm. And he can get out and he can run uh, up the field 5, 10, 15 yards. He can get out and block in the Kubiak zone blocking scheme, right? They like mobile, quick, agile offensive linemen, sometimes, oftentimes, undersized offensive linemen. Fair to say? Yep. That's not Orlando Brown Jr. His listed weight is 345 pounds, and they might be cutting that. Like They might be cheating that listing, too. He's a six foot eight, three hundred forty pound left tackle monster, or right tackle monster, depending on where he's played. You know, with the Ravens, and he might not be the perfect fit in the Kubiak zone run blocking scheme. So, you know, if you're just trying to protect Kirk Cousins, 
and you're yeah. worried about your passing game, Orlando Brown Jr. might be your guy. But he if would you're trying solidify, to be nimble in the running game. Yeah, but he but he would uh, bring a player that could certainly help your line, and he would help you immensely, I, I think, in pass protection, which if Kirk is going to be your quarterback is extremely important. What bothers me the most here is what the compensation back to Baltimore oh. would have to be because I'm with you guys. Give them their third-round pick. Or no, what did they get? They gave a third. Yeah, they gave a third. The Vikings back traded for their second. To, yeah, and they so. I got knows? the trade. I have the trade. I have the, I have the reckless speculation trade here okay. to get Orlando Brown. Reckless speculation. Now maybe this happens on draft day, and maybe it happens before. But I give the Ravens my 14th pick mm. and next year's third round pick. Whoa! I get then Orlando Brown and your 27th overall pick this year. Okay, so, so it's, a, I get it's a pick swap. Pick swap. And a third. And a third. I get your 27th pick and a tackle to fortify my line. Okay. Okay. So you're it, moving. It's, you're, not, it's not like a. Like I, a I can hear. I can yeah, listen to this. So I you're can, not losing a first round pick. You're moving back. Yep. And you're giving up a third round pick next year. Yep. So Judd? Then, what do you think, Judd? I think I would need to talk to Brown's camp first to, to see if I could work out an extension as well. So I, I would keep his contract as is for 2021. Uh, if I could work out an extension, though, that would then kick in in 22 and, you know, let's say it's a four-year extension, I might consider that. If I'm going to have if I'm going to have with this team a guy on the last year of his contract and he says, I'm going to wait, code for I might not stay here, I'm not doing that trade. It's so hard in football, like, because Judd's right. If you're going to give up significant draft capital, and I would say, like, moving back 13 picks and a third-round pick, like, I'm going to want some assurances that it's not just a one-year run with this guy. So I'd want to know, well, why is Baltimore not looking to give him a long-term contract extension? What do they know about him behind the scenes? Is he a huge pain in the ass? Why why wouldn't Baltimore look at this guy and say, holy crap, this guy can play both tackle positions at a high level. He's 24 years old. We're, we're going to just, unless unless it's to the point where they already have their left tackle. Right. And, and, and he is saying, I don't care that you're going to offer me $15 million a year. I want to be a left tackle. I want to be a left tackle. And I think that's it. But I guess my point is, if I'm going to go along with Dex's trade, I need some assurance that I can keep this guy here so would you, and would not you be sign one in, and done. Would you sign into an extension sight unseen? Like without Because you, you'd well, have to I'm, make that decision basically just by watching film and... Talking to people. Um, I mean, it should give you an idea. Well, there's two schools of thought for the Ravens, too. They need a wide receiver to help out Lamar Jackson. So the 14th pick is going to be probably a what you could do. Two options. Two options. You can use that 14th pick to get one of these receivers who clearly it's a receiver-heavy draft. Also remember, back in October, Baltimore inquired, apparently, on Adam Thielen. Wow. So would you even trade straight up Thielen for a 24-year-old offensive tackle? They would probably want. It's a PR nightmare for the Vikings. If I'm Baltimore, I won't do that. Trade. They'd want a pick. They'd want. They would want because Thielen's older. I'd want your third round and pick. higher paid. They'd okay. want. Yeah, they'd want a third and Thielen for like Brown and a sixth or something. Sure. Right? But then if I'm the Vikings, what I dra- I I bank on on one of those guys falling to me as a receiver at 14, and I'm taking some risk. Here's my problem. My problem is this, as fun as the reckless speculation might be, because our goal here is to win a championship, I'm loath to do too much for 2021 because I don't think a championship is going to happen. See, a lot so, of people disagree with yeah, that. Oh, I know. I, they, know I know. And you know what? I apologize to them because ultimately they're wrong. So I, I don't want to be making moves that get me to the playoffs in 21 and just say, man, you know, look at the... 
So I have a problem with making moves that are going to possibly hurt me in the years in which I think that the window should open wide again. Yeah. And I don't think it's 21. I think it could be 22. I think it certainly could be 23. But I don't think that we're going to throw the window of opportunity for a Super Bowl championship wide open all of a sudden in 2021. I just don't. And to that point, because I think I'm not going to rule it out. Like there's their defense is going to get a lot better. And there's some things if they got really creative. I, I still don't believe that Kirk is game on the line, NFC championship game. Sure. It's, it's on your shoulders type of a guy. Yep. So I'm I'm not really in that camp, but there's a lot of improvements that can be made here with the assets that you have. And with that, if you were to make a trade for Orlando Brown Jr., that helps you beyond a 2021 window. If I can make sure he'll sign the extension. Yep. Yes, or, you're or, Put it this way. A Riley Reef restructure or two-year deal is really for 2021. Yep, it's very short term. But Orlando Brown Jr. helps you throughout the duration of the next five years mm-hmm. until he's into his 30s. So. Golf USA. Golf USA's golf show sale is going on right now. 10,000 golf items discounted to the best prices of the year. Used equipment 50% off. Golf USA has brought their amazing golf show deals back to the store for the biggest sale of the year. Inventory is limited, so get in early for the best selection. Over 10,000 golf items discounted to the best prices of the year. All used equipment 50% off. Don't miss out. Head out right now to Golf USA's golf show sale. Golf USA in Eden Prairie at the corner of Prairie Center and Flying Cloud Drive. Drive. All right, question number two here for Question Friday. All this speculation about Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. Listen. Apparently, go ahead. Can, can I make something clear? Yeah. Russell Wilson does not want to, under any circumstance, be traded except to four teams. Listen, hypothetically, he, he wants to stay, and he loves the marriage. But, in theory, if there was a divorce, here's four women that he's really interested in dating. I love... I. 2021 relaying what you want possibly is so great. Like, Wilson's people called Schefter off the report that, Phil, you read yesterday from Sandal to make sure that we all understood Russell doesn't want out, but if he does get out, Oakland's pretty nice, and he likes Chicago, too. Like, think about that. I'm really happy in my relationship right now and where this is heading. But if Eva Mendez was available, yeah, exactly. I, I would be interested. Yeah. And not even Eva Mendez. The Chicago Bears yeah. are yeah. like, I don't know what They're the like the girl next door, dude. Yeah. It's like, I'm just going to walk across the hall here. But I'm I'm with you thick and thin through thick and thin. So, so my question is going to be, with Russell Wilson, all the speculation, and Deshaun Watson's the other hilarious one. Apparently, teams are leaving voicemails with the Texans. They can't get a hold of the Texans because the Texans won't take trade it's swingers. talks. It's the scene from Swingers. They're just leaving voicemails. It's, it's, a, it's the scene from Swingers. Hey, just want to make sure you got my voicemail. Yeah. I think it cut out last time. Hey, hey it's me again. Hey. Three think first about, round picks. Yeah, it's, Call me. It's Rick from the Vikings. <laughs> um, yeah, I just want to talk. Do you think either Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson will wind up on the Chicago Bears for this upcoming season? Percent chance? Oh, I think it's very, very small. I, 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 just I think, think it's, it's. I think it's higher. I think it's. I think small. they're desperate. It's yeah. been fifty years of bad to mediocre quarterbacks. Okay, I think Wilson. You got a desperate higher. I don't think Watson, and, and if he does, it's trouble. Um, but I think it's small because, like, what are the Bears? So, are, are the Bears going to potentially have enough to give a team back? And by the way, if the Seahawks trade Wilson, that cap hit that they're going to take, yep. much like yeah. Philadelphia, 
is enormous. They'd be going into a, a rebuild, basically. Yeah, and they'd, I'm not they'd sure be, they're going to want to do that. But they might be looking at the division right now saying, man, the Niners are going to bounce back. The Rams are for real. The yeah. Rams are Super Bowl contenders. The Cardinals are probably going to take another step forward. And he's this not might happy. be our chance to just reset here. It would be a ridiculously stupid decision because I think he's a Hall of Famer that has been probably just like disrespected and misused. I would fire Pete Carroll before I traded Russell Wilson. I would, too. I'd be like, you know what, Pete? It's been a lot of fun, but you're gone. Later. Yeah. I, well, I don't even know why that's... Like, Pete's like 70, isn't he? Yes. He's old. He's old, and he's been that's there a good. long time, he's and he's done a very nice job. Um, and I would say, you know, your retirement party is going to kick yeah. some ass. It's going to be great, <laughs> but, but but you're fired. But imagine you're how fired. you would feel if you were, you know, our old friend Rami, for instance. If you're a Bears fan, and you were perusing through the internet and Twitter yesterday, and all of a sudden you see this four-team list come out, and inexplicably, the Bears are on it. Like, imagine if you're a Vikings fan, and that Russell Wilson list got put out there. And, no, you're right. And he said, and he listed the Cowboys, the Saints, and, you know, the Vikings. I could really see myself. Wouldn't you just be screaming three first-round picks, four first-round picks? Make the call, get the hall? Make the call, get the hall. Yes, I would be screaming that if I was a Bears fan. So I think if you're the Bears, you should be very, very interested in this, and it would be a problem for the Vikings. Right. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, it'd be a major problem for the Vikings. It'd be a pain in the ass. Uh, question number three is powered by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company, where they've been helping business owners for over 100 years. Now, they're not going to help you with your quarterback problems, but they could help you with certain things that might involve risk at your company. Company vehicles, ladders, et cetera. Do you have access to a learning management system for your employees? Well, that's where My Shield comes in, the online client destination for risk management resources. Find out more about what MyShield and Federated can do for your business at federatedinsurance.com or download the app. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Do you guys think, question number three, that with all of the quarterback buyer's remorse happening clearly around the league, the Lions are a little bit probably regretting the Matthew Stafford contract, which is why they were so quick to hit the reset button. Sure. The Rams regretted the Jared Goff contract. The Niners are regretting the Jimmy Garoppolo contract. I don't know if the Vikings are regretting the Kirk contract, but we regret the Kirk contract <laughs> extension. Do you think out of all of this quarterback maneuvering that we're going to get more of a middle-class ground of quarterback contracts sometime in the next couple of years? I think that we absolutely should, but I don't know. It's the one position that right now seems to have complete control. And so the question mm-hmm. is, what t- what team sort of puts their foot down and establishes it. Because it's not going to be the quarterbacks or their agents. It's going to be the teams themselves. Um, And I don't know that it's possible because the importance of that position continues to go up, not down. And the skill set continues to go up and become more and more difficult to find. So my hope would be that we did. My hope would be that a Kirk Cousins type meets his comeuppance. And it's told, sit down and shut up. Here's what you're getting, and here's why. I mean, you're good, but you ain't that good. Um, but because the position is so important, and because I see nothing but panic uh, for teams to find a quarterback, my answer to your question is no. I think, uh, I told you guys this off mic, I think yesterday, whatever Baker Mayfield gets is probably hopefully going to set this middle tier. And what? And I, I, I'm, more, I, I'm more inclined of if he gets, let's say, AAV of... of 20 million even, like 18 to 20. If it's above 20, we're still going to be trending in the wrong direction. If it's capped at 20 for AAV or so with, with Baker, then I think we're going to be trending back in a middle-tier quarterback range. Now, he's going to yeah. ask for a lot of money. He does, he he has every right to do so, 
looking at the quarterback contracts, but whatever Baker Mayfield gets, I'm most intrigued by because he is the definition of a middle-tier quarterback. Yeah. Yep. He's not driving their success, but he's good. He can kind of sit in the vehicle and drive it, right? Yeah. But he's not leading the – he's not like the biggest reason why they're winning football games. Correct. But I, th- I think his timetable, and even like I don't, I forget what Ryan Tannehill got. I know he got paid, I think, pretty heavily too. But like guys like that, that's thirty same million, tier, thirty right? million average. So. He had one good year. Tannehill's also sneaky, like one of the top six or yeah. seven quarterbacks in the league. Sometimes it's you might laugh at that, but like look at Tannehill. Like the last couple of years, he's been ridiculous. Been good. Um, I so I, I have it in front of me right now here. I think we're starting to see because of how much money Pat Mahomes is going to start to make average annual value. His average annual value is going to be $45 million. Now they've smoothed the cap hits to not really hit until later on. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson's average annual value is going to be $40 million. So there are currently 19 quarterbacks in the NFL that have an average annual value of over $25 million a year. And then after that, you've got Teddy Bridgewater at 20. And nobody else until you get to Taysom Hill at 10. Yeah. So between 10 and 25, there's, there's no, like one guy. Yeah. That's amazing to me. And and so yep. you could say, well, the, but the middle class is the guys who make like 25 to 27, which is Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Derek Carr, Matt Stafford, Jimmy G. Um, and that that's pretty much it. And then everyone else is over 30. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see more guys. If, if the top, top, top guys are going to make 40 to 45 in the next couple of years, I'd like to see... The Kirk Cousins, Matt Stafford, those guys in like that 20 to 25 range. And guess what? They can still feed their families. But how do you get there? They can feed their families and the Vikings can feed their families. Who's the first guy who takes that contract? Nobody. And Baker is going, if the Browns come and do what Deck said, okay? Like, let's say the Browns are like, dude, you're good, but you ain't that good. And here is what we're going to pay you. Baker's going to say, buzz off. Mm -hmm. They're going to franchise him, which is a big hit. And they're going to, and and so, so when he should be in. Dex's ideal world of his contract falling, he's going to be franchised. And then if they they say we're out, he's going to leave, and somebody who's panicked is going to pay him. I, I just don't I don't see teams being reasonable enough to collude, which is basically what this would take to bring those guys down to yeah. where they probably belong. And the problem too is. Like, guys who should be there are always, like Kirk. I mean, Kirk has done, you know what? God bless him, man. He and his people have masterfully worked the Vikings like puppets. And Brzezinski's great. He's a great cap guy. But, I mean, they have been worked like puppets by Kirk at every turn. And it could continue. Yeah. And last thing, too, with Baker, he's on year four of his first, of his of his five-year deal. The fifth-year option, I believe, has been picked up so or, or, or is about to be picked up. Sure, I think it so, was. So, basically, even... I mean, this is still a make or break for Baker if he wants to get paid. Like, this season will tell a lot. If he has a bad year, maybe the Browns do end up moving on and or giving him a low-ball contract. Yep. And then, and then, but then here's the problem. Like, people think a lot. This is what happens with, like, Kirk Cousins. It's, you, you think about, okay, I've got, a, I've got a guy who can, he's a starter. He's capable. In some cases, he looks really good. Like, Baker looks really good for a few weeks. And yes. Kirk looks really good for a few weeks. Yes. Well, what if I... I'd, I'd I'd rather have that guy than not have that guy, and sometimes that's not true. If you're if you're the Browns, part of the reason why you won so many games this year is because Baker Mayfield only makes eight million dollars, right? If Baker Mayfield makes twenty five, thirty, thirty five million dollars, and it prevents you from having Miles Garrett on a contract extension or an that offensive li- lineman, that line that's that damn good. real good. Yeah, yeah you're right. Or, or an offensive weapon, then yep. all of a sudden, guess what? You're not a Super Bowl contender anymore. Yep. But until teams. Until they get past the the 
old um, girlfriends of bad boys, right? I can fix him. That's the problem here. How many teams say, yeah, I mean, Baker struggled at times, but just wait till me and my staff, right? We work with him. We're going to fix him. We're going to we're gonna turn him from a bad boy quarterback some days to this elite Pro Bowl player. That's the problem is who's going to be the first team to say, you know what? He just ain't that good. Yep. No, it's, man, what an interesting. It's a, it is a conundrum. It's supply and demand. You've got 32 people that walk into the grocery store, and there's like 26 cases of water or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there's going to be bidding wars. Okay, final question for you guys, just to, my, out of my own curiosity. Which former Vikings coach would you bring back, head coach, would you bring back in their prime to coach the 2021 Vikings? you got to say by Zimmer, but you have to you have to bring back oh, sure. a former Vikings coach I, in their prime easy. to this, coach the Vikings. This is, this is very, very simple for me. Dennis Green, he is an offensive coach. He's an offensive mind. He was actually very good. Um, he he took the the West Coast philosophies and put them with Joe Gibbs's from Washington. He had a lot of good ideas, and I know his his uh, personality drove some folks crazy. But if you look at just him as a football coach, he fits the bill right now for what teams have. Without a question, it's not Bud Grant. It is Dennis Green. Dex, what about you? Yeah, Denny Green would be great, but you know what? Just because I want better post-game press conferences, bring back Jerry Burns. That's what I'm going with. Uh, bring oh, back, give me gosh. some Jerry Burns. And give he was some the West Coast efforts. offense guy. You know? He's another he offensive and he, guy. And he, and he drops the ball down there. Yeah, it's, it's great. West give Coast offense Burns, guy. Maybe. He also, wasn't he assistant under Vince Lombardi, too? He was on the, the Packers staff, yep. Yeah, yeah he, he was, was on those Packers staff, yep. Yeah, I'm bringing back Jerry Burns. And you could argue that Kirk Cousins would have been a better franchise quarterback than Tommy Kramer. Tommy Kramer was fine. Tommy Kramer was kind of the Kirk Cousins of the 80s, I don't think Kirk could could have taken Burns' critiques of his play. (laughs) 94 years old, still kicking. Oh, yeah. Jerry Burns. Jerry Burns, great. It's amazing. Anyway, I'm bringing back Denny. Those are your four questions on this four-question Friday episode of Purple Daily Thanks for everyone who has subscribed to our YouTube channel. If you could subscribe and also click the notifications bell, you'll get episodes delivered to you every time we post a new one. And on the audio side, if you're out and about, Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com for daily Vikings entertainment. See you guys.